0: last night. A vision. I saw a world full of people. Everybody was dancing and screaming loud. They were just there to listen to the music. It was deep. It was underground.
1: Let's turn the world into a dance floor. Are you guys ready for a state of drugs Put your
0: this is a State of Trance podcast. Hey, what's up? My name is Ruben de Ronde in a new podcast for State of Trance with a very special guest. And I'm so happy he's here because I really miss this man, Stefan of Gate. How are you doing?
1: I'm very good. How are you, Ruben?
0: Yeah, I'm good. I'm just happy to to have you here with us in the studio answering a couple of questions. I have some fun questions for you, but I also have some questions that I have myself that I want answers for.
1: Awesome. So are so you ready for we this? We do the same thing we always do when we meet. We just talk about... Random stuff. Random stuff, a little bit music. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It. Well, you're by yourself, but of course you um, you started Cosmic Gates together with Klaus. He's not here. Yeah, he's a little under the weather. He's sending his love, and next time uh, you're gonna hear two sexy voices. Ah, <laughs> no, well. that's something to look for. No, I just to. wanted to say, you sound so good with this microphone. It is right. Yeah, it's it is no, awesome. It's,
0: so when people meet me in the, in, the, in the real life, they're like, "Your voice sucks, man." And then like, <laughs> out here, and it sounds so nice. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. almost like ASMR a little bit. It. It's just <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. So Cosmic Gate. Let's start about Cosmic Gate first. It's Founded in 1999, or first release was in 1999. Yeah. But I want to go back before that because uh, a lot of people know that I have a very extensive vinyl collection. And if I go in my vinyls collection, I see vinyls
1: of Bossy. Yeah, and he and would also find a lot of vinyls from Nick uh, on solo and his projects he did, aliases, yeah. he did before. Yeah, before so, we did Cosmic Kids. So,
0: well, since you are in the studio here, I want uh, to the, the question that we always ask the the, the, the guests in the studio is: How did you start making dance music? Or how did you decide
1: that you wanted to become a dance music producer or DJ? Yeah, it was it was actually not a decision to become a producer back then when i started it was very very rare mm-hmm. so say in the in the mid 80s there there weren't a lot of people producing it there were like maybe uh, ben lieberant was doing his mixes but dj's weren't necessarily producers and when when you know you you get better better jobs and you can maybe afford uh, some sampler and you meet another guy and you you bring your synthesizer and sampler and drum computer together. That's my. That's why maybe there were so many projects with several guys because nobody could afford. That's the exactly setup. the story
0: that Keon Albert told a few weeks ago. They were like, "Yeah, I had a drum computer. He had a synth. Yeah, that's, that's how, it how it is. Yeah,
1: I remember when I bought my Juno one hundred and six, uh, and and yeah, it 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 was actually. <laughs> From the blank and Jones guys if, if you remember right yeah. uh, Jas- Jasper Jones and uh yeah just just things like that and, and then you, you started th- making music yeah you throw you throw it together and um eventually you get your first release out which happened for me in the 1990 uh with my friends Mark Claude from uh alphabet City oh wow look okay. at Prince so uh yeah Mark was my brother's classmate and Another Klaus in my life, <laughs> my, my my best friend back then, uh, still still a dear, uh, yeah, a dear member of our community and and, and friends group. And you can't have enough
0: Klauses in your life. No, nope, you can't. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> and then you started making music for yourself for quite a bit. Um, we heard in uh, the podcast a few weeks ago also Roger that You were A and for labels as well. Yeah. And you were working on a lot of
1: projects. Yeah. But then.
0: Klaus came into your life <laughs> yeah it that's was. where it went
1: wrong it was. <laughs> <laughs> totally totally went down the drain no it was it was kind of funny so we uh we signed Klaus and his um, guys with one or two tracks of the exit label uh our most famous act was zash yeah. encore une fois um, some people might still remember it and uh yeah and and so I'm I'm at i met klaus and uh he was uh, actually resident in a big room club i was like uh, same 30 40 miles away not really competition but you know i was like looking what is the other guy doing hanging out a little bit and and then we went to the studio together with some other guys to to overlook some something we wanted to do Mm -hmm. then work out and for the first time ever the two of us there just what's big in your club with this and this and that and you know and we we went on our a kai sampler and, and sampled some kicks i <laughs> it's important for us double triple the the kicks layer layered it and within three hours we built this instrumental track that yeah half a year later then should be released as the drums. the drums
0: yeah that was your first uh, release the drums yeah
1: so there was there was no plan to work together it was it just, just two resident DJs yeah we were, we were jam- talking we, about music yeah, we, jamming. Were, we were ja- we were jamming the other the other guys left and it was pretty much a question are we gonna go and have a nap too now or uh, <laughs> was, no. so we, yeah we we just enjoyed and and it was just a jam session and we didn't expect anything and this 3 4 hours they absolutely changed our life uh from that moment on
0: isn't it weird when you think about it that if one of you decided to be oh, I'm a little bit tired yeah or absolutely i want to or i want to see some friends um, i'll see you later man i'll see you yeah, sure. that this
1: would never have happened yeah sure we wouldn't be sitting here we might never have met we who knows if we even be into into music still the coincidences, yeah. right yeah it's like it's yeah Good karma, maybe.
0: Yeah, maybe. So the first thing was the drums, of course, yeah. like you just mentioned, and it was a B-side mental atmosphere.
1: No, actually, mental atmosphere was the follow-up, yeah. a little bit walking in 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 the same direction, and then we came uh, with exploration of space. Yeah. <laughs> and um Never melt, to the, melt to the ocean. We we're always big with, with double A sides because we're always like we gave exploration of space and felt oh, this is not good enough. We need we need a second one as much as afterwards Firewire was actually just a fun track to be a B side for <laughs> Somewhere Over the Rainbow. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have, I I remember yeah. I, because I <laughs> I was also resident DJ in <laughs> that same, same period of time. And, and, and I remembered the, the hard trends or hard, how do you call it? I guess it was hard trends, sort of hard style. No. That was the biggest sound at the moment. So I was playing all of these. And the nice thing about it was, Indeed was always triple A side. So I would play the first one. I would mix in another track. I would just flip yeah, the record flip and just play the big side or the AA side. Yeah, two for the money. Thank you so much for doing that. <laughs> Pleasure. <laughs> Gotta collect save, later. Save, yeah. <laughs> 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 well and, and when was the moment that you decided to stop the other projects because i um, yeah if, if you look yeah, we, in the credits of a lot of records you see your name pop up in in mm-hmm. so many records and the same for Klaus.
1: yeah yeah actually the first the first years we were we were pretty much working like in a factory in shifts klaus was <laughs> either working the morning or the late shift with his back then uh, studio partners, mm-hmm. uh, Ong Digidong, one of your Essential favorites. Essential DJ yeah, teams. Like, yeah, yeah they, they, they did so many things. And then I came and <laughs> the funny story was always, we didn't have a digital mixer. So we always had to write down like all the, you know, whatever we did, we had to write everything down and it always took like 20 minutes before the setup set was eventually up, yeah. how it was the day or the week the week before and uh, so the first years we it, it still just ran on the side but it's maybe kind of funny but a production back then took us took us just a few hours a day next day you know some mixing and done but now with all the layering and stuff you think um, with the help of you know digitalization it's way more easy No, it it's taking us way longer yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So it's many years now that we just focus on Cosmic Gate and and with all the shows we play, we, we're never the ones to be like, okay, we take like two months off. We're we're always touring, writing an album or not. Now we're we're finishing the album and still we're touring around. <laughs> That's we're, we're used
0: to it. I think so, if you look back in the last two years, I'm pretty sure that you guys were the ones with the most shows out of everyone. N- I you did know. so many shows.
1: Yeah, we we, we still we still did, and we kind of in, even even you know, during these two years we were we were traveling. Uh, well, we live in the U.S. for quite a while, and uh, I don't know it's it's yeah we're we're these modern time gypsies maybe we we can't <laughs> we can't sit still too long eventually, and uh, yeah so we still tra- we played all these shows like drive in parties and. And just you know, do do something. Uh, we of course enjoyed for a while to to not have that. You know, it's also physically and, and mentally exhausting at times to do what we do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we we missed it, and when the options came, we we worked on it. We we pushed for it, and yeah, in 2021, while things here in Europe, unfortunately, were pretty much still in lockdown, we played. Quite some shows already in mm-hmm. the in the US. Fortunately, yeah, for us.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm happy that you did. To be honest, I just want to go back uh, back in time a little bit more. When you just started out uh, uh, as Cosmic Gate, you released your album, of course, Rhythm and uh, Drums, 2001, and the factory continued 2002. No more sleep. <laughs> what a what a what a, well, is a title that kind of fits, does it? No more sleep. <laughs> yeah, it,
1: yeah. That was that was pretty much uh, the times we played our first. Uh, trans energy which was maybe a bit the start of our international career so say in the 99 2000 2001 we were mostly germany austria switzerland mm-hmm. uh maybe a little bit holland but then we came and like, yeah it's a our booker said yeah, it's a big party and i just remember walking up the stairs and was already like whoa this is a big 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 kind of convention center here and i walked up the the stairs and seen the crowd and Klaus said he's never seen me as pale ever in my life <laughs> I, was like, you know, I was like dude like what I have to it's say like, I, have I have to you say have you have
0: to you I, have to see it the funny thing is that there's there's videos of this on yeah, YouTube so yeah. if you want to see the guys in 2001 <laughs> 2002 Trans Energy I think you I, I've seen this so many times CUFO, you played there Yeah. Um, what else did you play in that it was a little snippet from TMF the DJs I remember that uh, you guys played that was I was there in the crowd luckily so I still remember it vividly.
1: Yeah, it was it yeah, you know when 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 you come somewhere and you think oh it's a good party and you come there and 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 it's taking your breath away and you're up there and you're playing vinyl and we we you know we both played many shows before and you're pretty much taking you know you're taking the needle and, and you say hey I'm shaking a bit <laughs> yeah so 20,000 people yeah. roughly in, yeah, yeah. in in the one hall right yeah so and that was maybe a bit of the start afterwards we got requested you know Japan and things like this it took a little longer to, to, to get known everywhere like social media just wasn't there was you know, no social media you know, well, yeah no, no there was people my, my space <laughs> no it wasn't it? even it wasn't it not even wasn't a, there I think
0: I think I <laughs> think uh, the best way to that your music was going anywhere was by people sending maybe videotapes of these kind of parties to each other or whatever. Yeah, or it's different you, times. Different yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, also like with the release. Uh, back then we were releasing on on EMI and we were fortunately selling a, a ton of vinyl. And still, then then the UK took over and put another remix on the B side for you, all, of course. I told them.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and and then it was released half a year later in the UK and then it got to Australia and then so it just. Took a while and and yeah, back then, um yeah, just to to go to Australia and play, they weren't used to the music eventually because it wasn't released yet, and it was just yeah, really a different world. Global globalization, now everyone has the same haircut, watches the same yeah. TV show yeah. and, and, and yeah, then. listen to it listens to the same show. It, yeah, it was total different. But and
0: then you started to do a lot of massive remixes, like big acts. I remember from Vanessa May. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those kind of remixes. Then yeah. I guess that was also because you were uh, remixing like pop artists and stuff like that with Cosmic Gate.
1: Yeah, it was. It was. It was kind of weird, but they wanted that roughness from our drums and and the roughness of that our mwah, sound. Mwah, mwah, mwah. And we and, and but we always told them we just take little snippets from from the track or like Das Boot, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You take, you take the strings and I'm a Das Boot. You know, <laughs> you, you don't <laughs> one, two, three techno. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that one. But yeah, it was, it was, it w- we were also on a, on a major label back then. And, uh, yeah. So, so the one came with the, with the other, but it was fun. And uh, yeah, I think a big, a big honor like Vanessa May was, well, she was just such a it's massive, huge, huge world star back then. Yeah. Right?
0: And after that, your albums came with uh, Earth Movers, Sign of Times. Um, those were with Black Hole recordings, of course. Yeah, I that's was, when your relationship started with uh, Arnie and the team. Yeah,
1: exactly. So we all, we always had a close uh, relationship with with the whole scene in in Holland. Yeah.
0: And then I would say with Wake Your Mind, there was well maybe Sign of Times where your sound was more shifting into deeper kind of.
1: Well, there, there was a reason for us not to to continue the relationship with with EMI because. Um, Well, we were doing another project (laughs) very commercial. They were like, oh, that's how you guys should sound with the new single. And Klaus and me looked at each other like, like, no, no way. And yeah, so that's why we had a break of nearly a year and we started total, total independent from, from the biggest distributor in Europe towards doing it from our basement. But yeah, we, when it comes to cosmetic, we're always like, "Hey, it has to feel good in our tummy." And and if we if we getting asked for things we don't feel comfy with, we don't we don't do it. And still, twenty years later, it's the same. If, if something doesn't feel right, no,
0: that's very strong. And I think uh, I'm taking a little sidestep here, but that's uh, must also be a hard thing being a doer. That sometimes you have to take decisions. That the other one might not support or how do you how do you generate deal with it's
1: it actually it's very easy. Like uh there is another very strong personality in our group that's Rabea, our manager. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. Hi Rabea. Rabea. Yeah. And um well we just talk about things, share our opinions, and uh if one of us wouldn't want to do anything, one of the three of us with a total no, then we don't do it. But it's it's actually um, we always come up with not with something that we're all happy with, like sleep over it again, and and in the end we all yeah that's that's the right call. We we go for it. There is never one. No, I want to do this. I want to do that, and then we're not talking for a week or something. It's it's just well. Meanwhile, we're kind of grown up, hopefully, and it's easy also. Like like music wise, as. Um, Different characters we, we maybe are, just our our musical chemistry. It's like yeah, ninety nine percent of times we we always feel the same vibes, which is very rare. And
0: that yeah. is very rare, because when you think about it, you you're almost together for what twenty five years almost. Roughly. In the yeah. meantime, you you made quite a di- uh, change in sound as well, but you did it together. Yes, yeah. that's, that's quite an accomplishment. Is that? Um, Was it something that you introduced Klaus into a certain sound or did you, or is it something
1: that just just grew like that? So where where do I start that list? So we, we are both still after all these years, very, we are still kind of, kind of clubbers. We love to go out. We love to have a good time. And, and if we have the chance to go out, we like to go to good underground shows when, when possible. And, and we, we just, To enjoy that lifestyle, the whole, the whole community thing, and so we always try to be in the forefront of things. And and unfortunately, yeah, we we end up liking the same stuff. When there is a new group coming, I don't know. A few years ago, Jan Blomqvist. Within one month, both of us, like, dude, have you heard about this guy? Well, yeah, I I love it. Yeah, Yeah, and yeah, and this is and this is very rare. And we we. Those do really appreciate and, and know how how rare it is.
0: It is, but also another thing is that um, again, I don't want to <laughs> go into the re- repetition or something. But it's twenty five years, but you stayed relevant and you're even growing and growing and growing. How do you achieve that as an as an artist in general?
1: Maybe something that you got you got to say no, and you got to know what you want and what you what you don't don't you don't follow. A trend blindly, of course. When you listen to our 2012, 2013, we cannot deny that we also been living in a world that EDM music was was kind of big. Mm-hmm. But we, a lot of people said in the early 2000s, you guys should should do. You know, I mentioned the name kind of before Star Splash. Said no, yeah. we, we don't as much as people said you guys should should go and and do EDM like W and W and like love the guys. Love them, but we, we do not see our music in the, in the, in the EDM way. And, and of course, your, your influence, like a BPM, you can't deny a major BPM. Yeah. As it was 138 at the beginning, then it was 128. Certain things, of course, it's, it's, it's a mainstream, but everything around we we're, we're always just try to do what, what, what we like and what we feel. And, and feel is a very important word for us. Our music hopefully touches people as much as... I'm,
0: pre- I'm pretty sure it does. does. I've uh, I've seen it. I've been playing Blame and Blame It On Me in the last few months quite a lot. And you see something happens on the dance floor. So feeling is definitely something that you manage to bring across in your music at least. And I think it's a good tip that you just gave for up-and-coming producers that you need to follow your own... Um, how do you say it? Um... Your own intuition, your own yeah. music flow. Because intuition is the you, is the right word. Yeah, and you yeah. cannot be another X and X artist because that artist is already there. You, so
1: you can, but you will always only be second or third. Yeah. And and when the trend is over, you Who 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 are you as an artist? You you have to be standing for something unique for your own sound. And I'm not talking of uh, be different on, on your social no, no, media. No no, now. no 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 no. Okay.
0: Um, okay, let's dive to some of the questions that uh that came in through social media. Uh Jeffrey VDK wants to know Will you guys ever do a producer masterclass?
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a question for for Klaus because he's the he's the master mastermind in the studio. Um I do not think so because we, I, from from all the all the collaborations we did, we, we do not see that we do anything so special or different to others uh, that we that hasn't been shared already. We 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 are believers in if we if we tell a story, we want a story to be at least partial new. And I don't think we work in a way that's like groundbreaking or or something we
0: I I wouldn't mind seeing what's going on in the studio though
1: that <laughs> yeah, we, we're mostly cracking jokes and, and and just and and just hey this is good and, and... so no <laughs> uh, uh, never say never say never, never, say never. yeah Sean it's...
0: DuRang wants to know you um, have a list of amazing amazing uh, albums and he wants to know um what album would you call your most meaningful and why
1: well, I think this is a very good question, um, and that's very, very hard to answer. Yeah. Maybe I don't know um, anyone here that has more than one kid, two, two kids, three kids. It's a question of uh, pick your favorite you, album. Yeah, pick your, it, it, it doesn't work. These, these are all the albums are our babies, and uh, um. No, can't can't answer that but we we just hope as you said that we stay relevant that we keep on uh, yeah attracting new new crowds which which we seem to do now with the, with a the little bit adapted uh, sound and and that's most most important for us and another thing is that we want to have fun first when, when, when producers getting asked uh, whom are you writing the music for? We're just so honest to say, hey, we we write it for us at first. We have to like it and just hope that that yeah, a group of people follows follows our taste and what we like.
0: Amazing take to be honest. You write the music for yourself, and in the end, the people that are around you most likely will like it as well because you put your passion into it.
1: Uh, Yeah. (laughs) still after after all these years like when i when i send it to one one or two friends or like or we give it to the record company it's like always like uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you still feel like like nervous to get it's like, a bit scary yeah no, yeah no of course the release is always scary um yeah absolutely like I wouldn't wouldn't be as arrogant to be like oh my taste is better than others and i don't care what others say at all or we don't
0: yeah, that. exactly. I think that's also, that answers a question that I wanted to ask you also by NNP1, uh one. Any advice you would give to a beginning producer, make the music for yourself yeah. and just believe in it. And even if you hear no once or twice or three or four times, eventually it will find its way. Because
1: we, we heard no and way worse things for many, many times. It, cannot, doesn't, it doesn't mean here. anything. If, if, if someone doesn't see your track good for for a release, it does mean zero. Yeah, if you think it's good, send it to other people. If you get to know, maybe you have to update it or maybe you're, you're, you're light years ahead in your taste and only in a few years, they would understand. But and even if only you think it's great, it's still great.
0: Yeah. I agree. Remember what happened to when Avicii played uh, Wake Me Up on Ultra? Yeah. The whole world was flaming him. Yeah. And suddenly it became the biggest hit, dance hit ever. I think that's insane. Uh, Talking about new music. Yeah. Here it is. (laughs) Mosaic chapter two is coming up. Of course, uh, 2021 had Mosaic chapter number one, which means chapter two is on the way. Um, September
1: 7, you're going to do a new live stream. Yeah. Is it already recorded? it's it's not recorded we're we're right now in in the process of scouting scouting venues which (laughs) which it's like when you know the worst thing for a producer is having had a hit single and you have to follow up a hit single you're talking about your streams (laughs) and yeah and 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 and, uh we got we got so fabulous reactions on on say Mostly New York and uh, Puerto Vallarta. It's beautiful, and it's yeah, it's it's pretty tough to come up with with something. And there there's been a lot of people doing streams all around, and not a lot of uh, venues have eventually not been used. But yeah, we try to find something nice and play some cool music and introduce some new music from the album. Most importantly, and yeah, and and yeah, as much as um, I don't like to to DJ on my own when there is no one. But with with closets always it's, it's good, always fun yeah we we just talk about like sometimes the weird the weirdest stuff and 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 sometimes we just always put the music together some last minute we we're we are always last minute and then we're just dancing like dude this is good, this is good. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah because I always see you guys uh while well, you're always vibing in the studio you guys always seem like you are having a good time and sometimes you would chat to each other and then you see, laughing and i always like, what are they talking about? Are they making fun of something on the dance floor? What's going on?
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's a random thing. It's, it's often, often it's the music or it's a joke over something we said about the track, or it's just like, like how we move in that, in that moment or when, when we're just absolutely in sync and are yeah. like, we're syncing, we're syncing. <laughs> we always yeah, bouncing. Things, yeah, I think just random things like that. Of, we we feel kind of odd to, to to be just standing there and and not to at least interact with, with each other when we do not get the immediate feedback from a crowd, which we feel is super important for a DJ, right? You yeah, you yeah, know yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why we're we're always like a little chit chatting eventually. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And Klaus always has his.
1: Yeah. Come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: always love it. So the new album is coming in September. Um can you already, well you played of course the track with Diana Miro on the show already and uh, Nathan Nicholson. So those were the first uh, two singles I guess that are leading up to the album. What else can we expect on on to hear on
1: there? Is yeah. there something you can share already? Um, I learned a bit of lesson to to once share something that I thought was a one. Ah, no one's then, listening. Uh, no one's listening. Come yeah. on.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it's like I, I think we might have something more with with Nathan in the in the pipeline. Okay. Um, which we're very excited for and 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 yeah, just another one or two fun things uh, which I shared just now.
0: <laughs> oh no, it's absolutely horrible. <laughs> I mean, we're expecting some scoops now. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, make your mind, uh, the label's also still going. Uh, Do you have anything planned for the future for that as well?
1: Well, we have um, a really nice Greenhaven DJ's remix of our classic analog feel Mm -hmm. coming Mm -hmm. on August 19th, which which we are uh, really fond of. And these guys are just... uh, super talented absolutely nice down to earth guys they live around the corner from from Klaus in new york which makes it easier and uh yeah that's that's what we're focusing on and uh yeah everyone thinks to have produced music that fits our our label please hit us up always always looking forward to new stuff as well as for your radio show of course yes even more
0: yeah well um the last one, Stephanie Hafenmeier wants to know any upcoming events you're looking forward to the most.
1: Uh, well, so Mysteryland for me is very special because... Um, yeah i'm sharing something private i i used to have a girlfriend many years back in holland and she lived very close to there and i always went for a jog in that area so this is like a little bit like the pyramid the pyramid is like yeah i've been running there like (laughs) there's no tomorrow so i i like this festival a lot and uh, Creamfields in the uk is also like always uh, it's wild. It's it's wild. You you, you just do not know <laughs> like if the if if it's been raining, even if it's just a week before, it might be a total mud fest. But yep. the most mud fest you've ever seen. Uh, so yeah, the whole the whole summer. Um, yeah,
0: just, I made a mistake once to uh, go to Greenfields and wear white shoes.
1: Yeah, when they when that was, <laughs> that, yeah, that was the first time yeah. I played there. Don't do it. Old old sneakers is is something to bring. Yeah, <laughs> definitely.
0: Well, thank you so much for answering all these questions and giving us a little bit more of an insight of uh, Cosmic Gate and Bossy, of course. Yeah, thanks. Very much looking thanks forward for to having that, me. Of and course. Us. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, September you, 7, Marketing Your Diary, next big stream of Cosmic Gate. I'm pretty sure it's going to be massive because the, the last few ones on. had millions you. of views. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Ciao, ciao. ciao bye bye. Bye bye. Thanks for
1: tuning in to check full episodes of A State of Transfer Free. free. Simply visit ArminRadio.com. A,
0: a, a state of trance returns next week.